Hi, everyone. This is Matthew with a special bonus on the IWMP podcast feed. This is a special Out of Bounds show previously heard on our Patreon feed for supporters at the content companion level or above. Out of Bounds shows are ones that don't quite fit into any of the other categories that we have. For a regular IWMP podcast, we talk about something that was important to me in my youth, the cutoff for which is around the time I graduated from college, or for a Millennial Strikes Back episode, something that was important to Ian when he was a kid. Also on our Patreon feed, we have special Something New to Watch episodes, which are about something brand new or close enough, and which we record in honor of Ian's traditional sign-off from our regular podcast. Out of Bounds shows are ones that don't really fit any of those criteria. In this first Out of Bounds, we talk about the 2004 live-action movie Thunderbirds, which we just had to re-watch after covering the original Thunderbirds series for our one-year anniversary on the main podcast. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to help us keep making it, we hope you'll consider donating on Patreon. But whether or not you do, thank you very, very much for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hello, Patreon supporters, and welcome to the first IAWMP project. I've got an outtake for the Patreon on the Patreon thing. This is brilliant. So I messed up and did an, I- an ATM machine there. Give me a moment. <clears throat> welcome, Patreon supporters, to the first IWMP podcast bonus feature. This is us taking a look at something that doesn't quite fit into the other categories, but we are here to. You know, give you thoughts on media and content related to the stuff you heard us talk to talk about already in some form. The is the DVD bonuses you get. Yeah, it's kind of a side story. It's it doesn't fit into the time frame that we've decided for the regular IWMP uh, episodes. It isn't something from your youth, really per se, for uh, Millennial Strikes Back. Yeah, or or is it? This know. one's a little weird. Yeah, because this time we actually watched through the Thunderbirds movie, and no, we don't mean the old uh, um, Thunderbirds movies, Thunderbirds Argo, or Thunderbirds Six, which well, were feature-length Super Mario Nation productions, which we've also watched and were awesome. Yes, Th- no, this was the 2004 movie. This is the one I remember going to go see with our family, the extended family, when we were on a trip out to see them, I thought. Because I remember talking with my cousins and something about this, I think. Yeah, no, you, your mom and I, and you and your mom and I saw this at the Cinema Grill. We did? Was in, this Cinema Grill? In Colorado, before it closed. Sadly, it closed. Okay. Uh, so you, you, maybe you talked to your cousins about I'm, it uh, I must have talked to my the cousins, next holiday or something. I must have talked to my cousins after this then, because I'm remembering this movie, and in my head, it was just, oh, those ships look cool. Dad's really excited about this. <laughs> and then there's absolutely nothing. Until I vaguely remember this scene with a bunch of people trapped in a freezer and a very, very confusing ending. And then nothing. And this was my entire first interaction with Thunderbirds. Was a long period of, huh? And, wait, what? And dad being excited to see this and i was kind of with you on the hype but there wasn't a lot more to my interaction 
And the fact that this is how I got introduced to the Thunderbirds makes me a little sad because this is not the way to get introduced to the Thunderbirds. This is a bad version of the Thunderbirds. No. Now, I I remember seeing this and not disliking it as much as I kind of expected to. Partly, I think I was just overwhelmed by getting to see the Thunderbird machines on a big screen while eating a pretty good hamburger. But getting to see the Thunderbird machines on a big screen for the first time ever. And we watched it again recently. And um, let's just say it doesn't, if, if it ever was up, it doesn't hold up. My goodness, this thing earns its 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it is the most box standard, guys. Uh, like, walk into the 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 writer's room and say guys i just saw spy kids we've got to do this exactly it's it it seems like somebody uh saw spy kids decided they needed to make the same movie and saw or remembered or something this uh um this old kids tv show we can use that but they never actually watched the thunderbirds they just saw some production stills and things because in some ways the look was was spot on in service of a really bad movie. The fact that Sylvia Anderson, like, was associated with this as a consultant for the design work, from what I understand. Or she, she was. I don't know that Jerry Anderson was involved. I don't think he was. And he <sighs> thought it was terrible and said so. He hated this thing. But there's something in my mind of, like, this thing starts happening, and then just, like, a chair swivels around, and there's Jonathan Frakes, all directed. What are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you in this That's project? Right. Directed by Jonathan Frakes, who's better known for being involved in some other TV show, and has directed some pretty decent stuff. I'm glad, even as not happy as I was with the movie, that we watched a couple of the bonus features, because I would rather just watch Jonathan Frakes go... <gasps> Thunderbirds for the 30 minutes of bonus features than I would sit through the movie again. It was more fun to watch the making of. And that is simultaneously because I love making of featurettes and also because of the movie. I mean, they replaced any sort of vague hinting that the, uh, the hood was like able to do hypnosis with straight up force telekinesis. Yeah, they. You described the Thunderbirds as being kind of high engineering, and it was which, which this bore out. But also, to the extent they put in anything that might be supernatural, it was all fairly low key. You know, hypnotism we can kind of understand, but here it was flat out psychic powers and telekinesis. That it was his niece had the same kind of powers, and I, I, I per- overboard. I prefer Thunderbirds or Gotenden who would run up and punch. The yes. hood, instead of attempting to like force float rocks back and forth, and they did. Uh, they, you know, they got some fairly big names uh, to 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 act in this. The the uh, you mentioned uh, Spy Kids. It was definitely a kids movie mm-hmm. in that same sense, but it featured uh, you know, Bill Paxton as Jeff Tracy. And I remember joking at the, Bill Paxton is a good actor, but I remember joking at the time, you know, we need an actor who can play the live action equivalent of a wooden puppet. <laughs> Get me Bill Paxton. <laughs> well, may he rest in peace again. Fine actor. He did. I thought he did a good job as Jeff Tracy. Again, the, the pieces of this movie 
could have been so much better. It is so much less than the sum of its parts. One of the biggest failings is thinking, oh, kids' movie must star kids, meant that the four older brothers become flat figurines of you know, people you're supposed to strive to be instead of characters with personality. I could not tell them apart. Right. And, and that- it didn't help the fact that they were, for most of the time, t- trapped on Thunderbird 5, which was heavily gray in aesthetic and not great with the lighting at times for their set for there, but that was a whole other thing. Yeah, it's it's dim lighting in a gray place, and they're all in silver jumpsuits. It's yeah. not easy to tell them apart. I mean, that's one of the fun parts of the original Thunderbirds, is the fact that even these puppets... They all had distinct personalities. They didn't even give them the silly hats. Nope. If they gave them the silly hats, I <laughs> would have been more okay. That would have given it an extra like 5% on my equivalent score, but nope. Yeah, but they had to get the grown-ups out of the way, and that includes most of the brothers, because as you say, they had to focus on kids to make the kind of movie they wanted to. So at best, you could see this as a prequel to the original Thunderbirds, because Alan is like a junior high or high school student. As is Tintin, mm-hmm. daughter of Tracy Island Majordomo um, Toronto. And in this, Brains has a son named Fermat. Cool naming, I gotta give Cool that. naming, yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool name. But. And it's these three kids trying to thwart the plans of the Hood and the Hood's hench people who have damaged Thunderbird 5, taken over the systems to trap the uh, the, tr- the other Tracys on Thunderbird 5 in orbit, and are going to use the Thunderbird machines to pull off a destructive bank heist to A, get money, B, ruin the reputation of the Thunderbirds. Yeah, and I gotta say, because of the whole bank heist aspect, and I think also because Sylvie Anderson had a hand in this more than Jerry did, there is a little bit more Lady Penelope focus than I expected. This is a a very action-y drama thing that lends itself to that character. She gets to piece together who the bad guy is and swoop in to help as part of the, the, the cavalry to the event way more than I thought she would. Yeah, and I thought Sophia Miles did a good job playing um, Lady Penelope, and she gets to do that kind of detective work. Uh, I think in the original, I want to say real, Thunderbirds, the movie would have been a lot shorter because Lady Penelope would have come in with a pink or gold-plated revolver and started shooting people. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Instead, there's goofy martial arts scenes. But um, but yeah, even that, they kind of got things right. They just didn't put together into a good movie. I gotta say, there's, there's some ways about the... Uh, definitely one of the, the hench people they give the hood in this is a bit of a, or at least two of them kind of stripped down to the conceptual pieces and reassembled into one character, becomes one of the villain characters for the newer animated show uh, in the form of the engineer. Yeah, the me- design. The, that's right. The mechanic, I think it is. The uh, Oh yeah, the mechanic, yeah. In the, in the new one. And at some point we're going to have to talk about the Amazon uh, series uh, Thunderbirds Are Go. Oh yeah, and Definitely the way they portray Lady Penelope in this movie is a little bit more the way they then portray Lady Penelope in Thunderbirds Are Go. A little bit more active, a little bit more non-lethal, odd to have to say, but there is is aspects of the evolution this shows 
that we see in the the later interpretation we like of Thunderbirds, but this yeah. is kind of like pulling a muffin out before it's finished cooking in order to test it. This muffin is not well baked. It is yeah. very gooey on the inside, and there's no real form to it. Yeah, you've got some good points there. The original Thunderbirds, you know, they're they're some of their ships were armed, and they would shoot people and blow stuff up. And you don't really see that in Thunderbirds Argo, the newer one. You didn't see that in this kids' movie version. Uh, they, that's, they, that's probably a positive. They evolution. do file. They do fire a very large barrage of missiles into an already flaming oil derrick at the beginning, but that was definitely in a controlled esque demolition scenario. Although it wasn't as controlled as it should be in terms of special effects look, but eh. yeah, I got the impression those were were purpose built flame retardant concussion missiles of some kind, as opposed to well, normally we use these to destroy aircraft carriers, but today we're going to use one to put out a fire. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was on. Un- <laughs> I'm worried that the more I talk about it, the more the just the mere exposure effect is going to make me say I like it. But I know <laughs> I didn't like this movie. This was not a movie I got invested in because it was a good movie. This is a movie I was invested in because I like the IP that it's then attached to. (laughs) This is the first time I watched this movie since we saw it years ago in a theater. But something I have done from time to time in between, and I will continue to do, is I'll go and watch trailers. Because there are some trailers for this movie that show you the scenes of the Thunderbird machines. That rhymed nicely. They show you the scenes of the Thunderbird machines set to cool music, sometimes with voiceover narration. And that's like everything that's good about this movie. You get a couple of shots of the Tracys, maybe a shot of Lady Penelope, lots of shots of the Thunderbirds flying around and doing cool things, and not a hint of the horrible story that it's all hanging on. So... Everything you might want from this movie, you can find in a a minute uh, a minute twenty second trailer, and that's that doesn't say a lot of good about the movie. No, definitely some cool special effects. Definitely, I loved the way they kind of slightly updated the Thunderbirds models. But mm. yeah, for the most part, I couldn't even tell if um if Thunderbird two was modular in the same way that it is. In the original. I'm not sure. There was definitely something a little bit more Happy Meal toy about their number of other oddly complex vehicles for different scenarios in their hangar bay. Yeah. In in the original show, you'd get this line of, like, Jeeps and the occasional, like, really tricked out cherry picker, maybe one giant water cannon. But here, like, there was a pile of other vehicles, each with specialty names painted on them and color schemes that... I know. Yeah, well, there was something a little Megazord about the whole way they cleaned these up. Maybe it was just the plasticky shine from the CGI, but there was something where, like, if you told me that these other ones could hook together and then Thunderbird 2 would land slightly vertical on it to form the torso, I would not flinch. <laughs> Actually, might get more excited then, yeah. <laughs> but still. Thunderbirds beat Voltron. Oh, goodness. So, um, some someone find me that fanfic. Someone find me <laughs> Thunderbirds meet Voltron. I I will read this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm not sure we have a whole lot more to say about this movie. Watch the trailers. Don't watch the movie. 
Go find Jonathan Frakes being excited about something. Maybe not that <laughs> he's just a fun guy to watch be excited about stuff. Yeah, I mean it's hard to hard to fault him, but it's his fault. <laughs> it's a lot of people's fault. There's, there's plenty of blame to go around. But it's you know it's if if the people who put all the time and effort and money into making this Thunderbirds movie had ever watched and loved the original Thunderbirds show, it could have been a really really good movie. Are you implying that the Thunderbirds could have rescued this Thunderbirds movie? I am. That is the best <laughs> twist at the end we could have put into this special. So yeah, we need an international rescue team of script doctors. <laughs> <laughs> so, on that note, as we ponder that possibility, I think that's all for this uh, special uh, segment. Thank you very much for supporting us on Patreon. And look forward to some more bonus features when we we watch more things that still relate to the media, but don't quite fit.